There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. 46% of Americans expect to leave behind financial obligations when they pass away. So it's crucial to make sure your family is financially protected. Policy Genius helps you find the right life insurance coverage by comparing options from America's top insurers with help from licensed, award winning agents. Secure your financial future with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get free life insurance quotes in just a few clicks. That's policygenius.com. Hey, this is Tyler Jones, and you're listening to The Element Podcast. And there ain't no deer coming. Resolutions. Resolutions (laughs) are coming. It's the new year. What's happening, my woods people? I'm sitting here. We actually haven't done a podcast up here in a long time, but we're in the upstairs area of my house. The Badfellow Studio? Badfellow Studio. Man. You're listening to KC Smith. What's happening, dude? Oh, just uh, rubbing my belly, man. I feel like we podcast a lot post-meal, and I sound like a fatty, which is how I feel right now, to be honest. Let's just jump right into it right now. Deer season takes a toll on my body. Dude, is that why you're rubbing your belly? Yes, it's rough. (laughs) Like, I've got a belly right now, man. But I, I don't feel like in that bad a shape. Because, like, I mean, I can climb a tree and walk do a mile. Me. Yeah, I can walk a mile with 50, 60 pounds of crap on my back. Holy smokes, dude. Woo. But, I mean, yeah, I'm not, like, can- canyon ready right now. No. Uh-uh. Not canyon ready, not mountain ready, really. No. Um, I ha- I did run yesterday pretty good. Yeah, so. you're doing better at me at that running thing. Well, right now, okay, so it you remember, cold too. like, do you remember we went to Colorado and I had that issue with my heel. Yeah. Uh, ended up being Haglund syndrome. Uh-huh. It's like a heel spur or something, okay? Okay. Well, the only good pair of running shoes I have are the ones that, like, seriously irritate and make that flame up. So, right now, I don't have any running shoes, particularly, which is a good excuse really to not run. Really good excuse, yes. yeah. <laughs> no, that's, but, it's a good one, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure I could probably run in my old running shoes. Or these. Yeah. Which, I don't know if you look at the soles of these, but they're pretty much slick. Dude, so. yeah. Do you need to run in them? Oh, I know it. You yeah. can skate. 
Oh, you wouldn't, even, you wouldn't well, even get in no, shape. Don't even have any cardio. <laughs> <laughs> All the skaters out there are like, oh, whatever, uh, dude. Yeah, she says, see you later, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you had a crush on her, didn't you? <laughs> no, actually, I never was an Avril guy too uh, much. I mean, she was cool, but, like, I don't know. An Avril guy, huh? Yeah. Uh, I, I stayed hung up, I stayed hung up on uh, Britney Spears for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for a long time. Yeah, I was yeah. hung up on Britney. She's hot stuff, man. Yeah. For sure. yeah we could go we could probably yeah we could go do a whole podcast on this on our teenage crushes or preteen crushes we might have to do that sometimes like is there a way we could relate that to hunting in the least you know uh just unachievable goals (laughs) 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 like you have this goal (laughs) this goal of like taking t-swift out on a date and it never happens right and it's just kind of like killing deer on public land it's like well we're gonna hold out for a (laughs) four-year-old that's right well you're never getting married either <laughs> that's it oh my gosh uh, this is going all over the place but i love it yeah uh so yeah we it's been a while since we did a podcast um the holidays and uh new year just everything has gotten i'm sure everybody understands and has been just as busy as we are um and we decided you know what everybody's probably enjoying themselves Probably, you know, I know everybody went to DSC in Texas, it felt like, because there was people everywhere. Um, but yeah, so kind of what we wanted to do was get back in touch. We have, uh, you know, towards the end of the season there, we were struggling mentally and uh, probably physically. I'm still not I mean, over it, to be honest. Like, yeah. I feel mentally drained right now. I think yep. about trying to be productive other than like, Okay, so I can get up and go to work and do that, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, trying to do extra right now, it just doesn't want to come out of me. Yeah. It's rough, and I yeah. need to snap out of that. But Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I mean, there's just, man, there, there we had a rough season at, at the end of the year there, just trying to grind it out and everything. And um, Okay, I'm glad that's what was happening because <laughs> I couldn't tell what you were about to do. It there. is hot in here. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the the – Vents are on up here, yeah. and the heat is rising. Dude, I've got like 14 shirts <laughs> What's on here. What's your deal? So uh, I guess my point here is that, uh, you know, we we were kind of uninspired to do a podcast recently. We were kind of like, well, what are we going to even talk about? And, uh, you know, just within the last probably four or five days, we've b- both been like, you know what, we need to get back on the headphones and do this thing because we got a lot to talk about. So... That's what we're doing. And uh, <laughs> I think the first thing that I I had an idea to talk about was, you know what? Christmas just happened. And what do you do at Christmas? You get presents that you hunt and fish with. And it's and, you know, like if it's a hunting present, it's kind of too late almost. But we did get to put some use on some of our presents recently. Mm-hmm. And um, I know I've got a pre- piece of gear that is sweet that I like. But uh you, your wife reached out to me and was like, "Hey, does KC want any of these right here?" And you got some boots. Oh, and yeah. what do you think about them, man? I've got those Lacrosse Alpha Burley Pro eight hundred grain thinsulates, and Dang, that's a long yeah, it's a big description. big description. So the funny thing about KC is, is that I like know my my tech and like stuff i want okay yeah. you got the zzx 4300 that's you know? it yeah. man like i i know i know all the deets and <laughs> so like whenever i open those up i was like oh no way i've been i've literally tried those on the store five times okay i could never really yeah i could never talk myself into buying them just because like you and i had talked and we didn't know how great that boot would be for walking as far as we do on public land and 
It's got some ups and downs. I mean, pluses and minuses. Like, I'm not going to say it's the perfect boot or anything, but uh, overall, I, I'm glad I have them. Uh, like, the, the pluses being the fact that, like, my feet are definitely not wet. Like, I have waterproof boots before this, but they're, like, you know, a leather kind of hunt hiker kind of thing, and if you, like, step in the water for a lot, like, it'll finally soak through. Uh. Like, it just weren't great. But um, these boots, I mean, of course, they're rubber boot to keep you dry. It made it a whole lot easier, if you remember, doing the kayak thing. See, that was, like, the first hunt we did with them, Yeah, right? first hunt I wore them. Yeah, yeah. and we, uh, we had had a ton of rain, mm-hmm. and we've been talking, if you've been listening, we've talked about uh, several times we've had to use a kayak for entry, um, which, uh, I mean, there are probably other ways. There are definitely other ways to in- enter, but <clears throat> this was the most foolproof on a certain mm-hmm. wind and uh, for a lot of reasons. And so uh, when it rained, uh, the edges of that bank got super slick. Mm-hmm. And we kind of ended up, like, where we were taking the kayak and launching it, basically, was in, like, a little side drainage into the actual creek or whatever and so i was having i was having to load stuff in after you got over there and then shoot it across to you Mm -hmm. and pull it back on a rope and like standing in that little canal and loading that stuff was like just difficult so we moved a little bit and it made actually for a more difficult landing on the other side (laughs) your side was a lot easier my My side side was a lot lot harder yeah (laughs) so uh I I gave you the hard side that time, but like um, once you got over there, you really tested that boot out. Yeah, I did. And like getting out of the kayak, even uh, pretty much uh, had to step in the water, which went pretty well because I learned on that like it was super slick. You know that mud just turned to grease pretty much on mm-hmm. the banks. But as soon as you got down in the water, the the I guess the old the, shelf or yeah, whatever the old shelf from the low water mark was pretty solid, mm-hmm. and it made it a whole lot easier to work that way. So yeah, like you kind of just slipped down in there, and you were like a foot deep before you knew it. And mm-hmm. we looked at each other. We're like, "Hey, hey rubber I'm glad boots. I had those on." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, so you know, of course, our boots are waterproof, and we like we've hammered that home. But uh, the walking in them, like in long, long distances, because I mean, concern. you know what? I got those on the twenty fifth, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we, after that, there's two weeks left in the season. I guarantee you, I put between 12 and 15 miles in those boots in this that last little bit because of how many hanging hunts we did, you know, late season. Mm. And, I mean, they're like a probably a 9 out of 10 for walking. Really? Uh, yeah, I was really impressed. They, Of course, they don't have ankle support, which it's kind of, you know, a given, right? They're rubber right. boot, right? Okay, but my other thing is that I have a narrow foot, so there's a lot of room side to side mm-hmm. in there for me. And uh, it, I could feel it moving around a little bit. But I mean, that one day, what we went, we went like a three mile round trip, and I didn't get a blister or anything. Like they yeah. never even felt uncomfortable. So it was are fine. they lined with like a little like micro fleece looking deal or? or yeah, it's like they... it's like a kind of like a micro grid backing or something. I don't really know what it is. But real, it's, real it's, soft and smooth. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's soft and smooth. So it makes it really easy to get your foot in and out of it. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that most people would fit pretty not snug but like they fit really well i have super skinny ankles so like they kind of just wall around in general it's it's not the boots fault it's my fault for being a genetic you know inferiority but (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but uh uh, i've seen some people with some little ankles I'm Here I am, <laughs> and they're all, and they're usually athletic dude yeah that was not not me (laughs) (laughs) but uh 
And uh, they're size 11s, which I'm, I wear 11 usually in a boot. And it's a little bit big on me, my foot. On me foot. Um, <laughs> but but uh, You're not well, Irish, are you? <laughs> uh, a little bit, actually. Okay? Yeah, pop side is Irish, man. That's why he's short. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, and jovial, yeah, and jovial, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyways, uh, with a thicker sock, it's perfect. Yeah, and I mean, they kept my feet super warm, mm-hmm. like way warmer than my like hunt hikers did, which were also lacrosses. Um, but uh, dude, on those two like Arctic days we had, mm-hmm. everything I had froze. It didn't matter if it was in a boot or not. Yeah, that was rough. But I can't believe you spent that whole day out there. That was stupid. You didn't go in. Uh uh-uh. uh. You didn't go to the truck, warm up, nothing. Uh-uh. It was cold, dude. Yeah. That's like, it's kind of like, it's pretty cold for like other states too. I think so. I mean, what the high that day was 23. I saw it 24 on the way over to, which yeah. was the hottest part, hottest of, the part day. of the day. Yeah. Hottest. Yeah, yeah, that morning, I think it was like nine or 10 when I got out of the Jeep. Dude, it was freezing. Yeah, it's rough. So and overcast, no sun. Yeah, you know. never got to like stick your foot out there and warm it up in the sunshine. Yeah, which I don't know. It was it was pretty rough. I'm dude. When you brought me those hot hands, it like saved me. Changed the game. Yeah, because yeah. I've been able to make it. Like I'll tough things out and like get frostbite or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like it made it a lot more enjoyable. Well, so what? So. No, nothing on your nothing. No blisters, anything like that. No. Um. So Great. the boot is effective for a public land hunter, you think? I'd say, yeah. I'd suggest yeah. people to, to get a pair. Now, you know, it's going to be up to you to – my wife got me the 800-grain Thinsulates, which that was another reason why I really didn't know if I wanted to buy them because, A, they were, they were expensive, and, B, like, I don't want to get a boot that I can't wear in August, but I can wear, you know, late season. Right. And in Texas, <clears throat> you never know if you're going to have, like, this year where – well, it's just weird anyways, but, like – there's some years where, like, yeah, you need to insulate a boot all year, like, from late November on. And then there's some years where, like, you could be wearing Crocs to the stand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. so I don't want to burn up. But no, that's true. I, I think that that's going to be the best way to go. I think that from, like, mid-October on, I'll be able to wear those boots and be fine, not yeah. be too sweaty. Speaking of boots, I got some new boots as well. Yeah. And I don't know the model and the – you know, all that. <laughs> what but brand are they? They're Rocky. Rockies? Uh, my dad bought them for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, you know, anything. He was going to buy them for me at all. You know, most I typically am surprised when I get presents, and I like it that way. Yeah. But uh, they had 1,000-gram Thinslet in them, and I wear a size 14, and they are gigantic <laughs> footwears, dude. Dude, I thought you had three kayaks when you are coming across. <laughs> dude, I am telling you, man. <laughs> Like when I, I picked the boot up out of the box and I was like, That's I'm a I'm a clown. I'm like, <laughs> what is that right there, dude? Yeah. And uh they're just the biggest boot. I mean, because, you know, uh fourteen's a pretty pretty good size shoe anyway, and then you th- throw a thousand grams of thin slit thin slit on it and it's uh it's gonna be a pretty big boot. Mm-hmm. And they go up pretty high. Like I don't know what the uh you know, the height is on them, but I would imagine it's like a ten inch or so. I mean, yeah. it's pretty high. Uh, and but one one thing I really like about them is they are lace ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're waterproof, um, like all you know, pretty high because of how high the boot is. And uh, but they're lace ups, but they only have like four uh, hooks. Mm-hmm. So like on pretty that fast. that long boot, they've only got like four hooks, mm-hmm. and like takes no time at all. And 
they're heavy. They're heavy. But I walk some long distances in them. Mm-hmm. Or not long, but somewhat, you know, like decent distances, two-thirds of a mile in, two-thirds out or whatever. And uh, never noticed them, like, weighing me down or anything. Yeah. You know, like, I just took my time. Mm-hmm. And this time of year, it's not it's not 85 degrees when you're going to the stand either. Mm-hmm. So a little less wear on you, you know, and sweat and everything. Yeah. But Man, I uh, think that, that might be an overhyped stat. The weight, the weight of of your footwear, and I yeah. get now. There's probably people like, why, you know, but like for instance, if you go to Colorado and you're walking ten or twelve miles a day, yeah, I, I, right. I like having a light boot. But like walking to the deer stand, even on for, you know for public land guys like us, you got forty or fifty pounds of stuff on your back if you're filming in the stand, mm-hmm. you know. So what's the little bit extra weight on your boots? I, I I'm with you. Like I could I, those. Those rubber boots I got are heavy. Yeah. I didn't notice it. Yeah, I never did. And uh I I don't know, like I think I mean when you're when you're public land whitetail hunting, hanging hunt stuff, you're walking, you know, a mile and a half or whatever, probably max, maybe a little bit more or whatever. Uh and then you sit down for like three or four hours mm-hmm. at least before you have to walk anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's not really like you're walking forever. Oh yeah. And you know, at a time. <clears throat> And so, like, I, I'm with you, man. Like, I think the, I think that uh, maybe it is a little bit overhyped, you know. But yeah. I, they were they were warm. Like, my feet. I hunted some cold days. Like, I hunted before you hunted that Arctic day. I hunted some pretty like uh, I hunted a couple that were like 34 degree high days, mm-hmm. and my feet did not get cold at all. I got cold the one time I my feet got cold was the day I met you with the hot hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they weren't even that cold, but they, you know, it was kind of one of those deals where like at the end of the afternoon when we were getting out, I'm like, man, my feet are about ready to get, you know, get warmed up. But it wasn't, it was like, they've been colder on less cold days in the other boots that I've been wearing, Yeah, which I like those boots too. They're just, they're absolutely not cold weather boots. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, it's good now. Like you've got a boot for each season now. Right. Pretty much. Uh-huh. I still have a void I need to fill for my early season. And, you know, before. But you can probably – the thing is that you can – your heavyweight boots and, like, high-performance boots like that are going to be pretty expensive. But, mm-hmm. like, in the early season, if your feet get wet, it might not really be a big deal here in Texas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, nice. you could probably get some pretty – on the cheap, you know. Yeah, well, like, you used to wear those Magellans all the time, right? Uh, Columbia's. Columbia's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you love those. I've worn – two or three different pairs of Columbia's uh-huh. and my favorite footwear. Yeah. It's most comfortable. I put those, those boots. The first time I ever wore them was on an elk hunt mm-hmm. and never, never even came close to getting a hot spot or blister or anything on my feet. Yeah. I mean, they're just super comfortable right out of the box. Um, and then I had some to just wear around like brown ones, you know, kind of the old sporty guys mm-hmm. or whatever <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like them. But the uh, one thing I did notice about those Rocky boots that I have, so in 2015, the the trip that I killed Jack on, mm-hmm. Justin was with me. Mm-hmm. Justin Wright, episode what? Shoot. Uh, Been a while, like 21 or that, something. Is that long ago? I think, look yeah. it up. Dealing with a loss. Yeah, so uh, Justin Wright, good buddy of mine, uh, we do wedding films together, and uh, uh, we hunted and filmed uh, in 2015, and a lot of that footage you see in 2015 from the Jack film is, is shot by him. Um, so anyway, Justin, let's see, 
on the way up there, uh, was it 21? Mm-hmm. Dude, I nailed it. Dang. Uh, so on the way up there, we, we, it started snowing. And like from Oklahoma City on, it was, we were going like 45 max, you know, down the interstate. We get there, everything is just cold and icy. So the next morning, we're going into uh, a property that is like cattle graze land. And it's about a two-third mile walk in, but it's up and down, a lot of, like, vertical, pretty hilly stuff. And um, all, like, they got ice. They didn't get snow, really. So they got, like, the sleet-type stuff. And we're walking in, and it is slick as ice. You know what I mean? It is so slick. And I forget what boots I had on, but nothing special. And um, I was slipping around a little bit, but I was making it, you know. And, dude, Justin could not walk. I'm talking, it was the most perplexing thing I've ever experienced. Like, he couldn't walk. I mean, it took us forever to get to the stand. And he he fell and stuff. And I'm like, is this guy, like, I thought he was a pretty good athlete in high school. You know? And, uh... And so, anyway, we went through that. And then that later that morning, we went and checked some stuff. He was still sliding around. He slid around for like four days until it finally melted off. Uh, we finally got above freezing. But I think he had rocky boots. I may have to yeah. – I'm going to have to, you know, fact check that. But, like, um, anyway, my point is it all came back to me when the other day I'm walking in and I got I, it was kind of a muddy day and kind of got my boots a little bit wet or whatever. I get up in my, uh, hang the stand, I get up in it, and my boots are slick as ice on that stand. And I'm like, hmm, whatever the soles of this boot is made out of is what Justin's soles of his mm-hmm. boot were made out of. And some for some reason, they are slick, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like him on ice necessarily, but, I mean, I could definitely feel him slide around while I was in the stand and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of Well, if we ever thing. run into that again, like with the ice thing, uh pull a little something from our fly fishing world and get some of those little aluminum studs that go in the bottom of your boots. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know, you can put that in one of your lugs on your boots and it doesn't affect anything, but it give you a, some traction. You right. know, might not be a bad idea. Oh, for sure, man. For sure. I, I really just plan on tagging out before we hit ice. I, I would really on. prefer that for Cody Beaver style. Yes. <laughs> so, I, I don't <laughs> think he's ever hunted in a below 40 <sighs> situation. Yeah, man. Uh, if we could trade like the cold weather for like some more early season, I'd be down with that. Yeah, I'd I, totally. Yeah, totally down. Even though it's like super hot and you got to fight mosquitoes, I'd rather do that than the really cold. Really? Yeah. I don't think I would. I yeah, hate you do mosquitoes. Wig out mosquitoes I, hate, me. I hate mosquitoes, <laughs> yeah. dude. You're like a uh, boar hog. Well, up in I there. got so used to them down south when I worked down there. I mean, you know, is get bit my mosquitoes or move as your only two options so move that's yeah. what i do well i moved back home so yeah it makes sense <laughs> okay <laughs> pretty much I because sure of like move you no know, no like... no like move like get out of town uh-huh yeah. yeah well yeah that's what you did that's what you did uh what about did you get anything else uh the only other thing that like i'm really excited to put to use because i haven't got to yet is my new skin enough yeah <laughs> i got a Havlon. you might get to use that this weekend i know i, I, I i'm gonna knock on wood here but I'm going to bet that I do get to skin a deer this weekend. That's good. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited about that. Haven't got yeah. to put it to use. But I guess that's about it. Did you get anything else? I got um, a jacket, a scree jacket. Mm. And uh, it's S-K-R-E for those who haven't seen them. 
Uh, it's just a camo brand, I guess. <clears throat> but uh, it's called like the Ultra Down Lightweight, I think is what it is. Ultra Down. I don't know. Is what... Ultra Down a synthetic or is that like a uh, souped up goose? I mean, it's real down from what I can it tell. Is. Like the feathers come out of it and stuff. Ooh. I mean, so just like a normal down, you yeah. know. Um, so I don't know if it's like, if there's like such a thing as Ultra Down or if it's Ultra down jacket you know what i mean so anyway um uh i love it it's a puffy it's a lightweight puffy and it is lightweight i I couldn't tell you how much it weighs but it's like a half pound maybe dude it is so light and uh i let's see packs up like a 20 ounce bottle dude yeah it's like a just a tiny little it's got a stuff sack you know and like you just you spend like 45 seconds stuffing this thing into the bag and you put it in your backpack it's perfect. You don't want to hike in it or walk to your stand in it, really, because I tried that and sweated, and I mean, like immediately. It is a warm jacket, mm-hmm. and like I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm a little bit like skeptical on like people that are like, oh, this is the best, you know, this piece of gear. You're so warm, you know. You can, like people kind of, I think, overemphasize stuff like that sometimes, but I mean, for real. This jacket is a warm sucker, and today I went out and filmed uh, some big old blue cats being caught, and uh, I was out there. I had on a t-shirt, that little, that's a very thin little thermal. It's more of just like a style thing that I got for Christmas. It's not like a real thermal, um, and then I had uh, my thin little like H&M red sweatshirt on, real thin, and then that puffy over the top, and it was... It was like 43, and I'm out on the middle of a 40,000-acre lake, and it's, you know, it's not blowing bad, but it, it, when I got out there, it was probably close to 10 mile an hour. And, dude, I was warm the whole time. Yeah. You know, the Puffy's awesome. I, I love that thing, and I love, <clears throat> you know, you, you don't want to hike in it. You don't want to move around too much in it, but as soon as you get where you're going, and it's probably, I don't know, it's probably not that durable, so you don't want to be busting brush with it. Don't get it wet either. Yeah, that too. Yeah. But... But when you get to where you're going and you're still, whether it's in a stand or you spot something or you're going to be spotting stuff through a scope or whatever, mm. throw that thing on, dude, and you will heat up like yeah. a like a match, man. It's, yeah. it's awesome. So that's, I don't know, I, I got a couple other things. Oh, I did get a... I get, did get some cookbooks and stuff like that. Like I got a cookbook, yeah. 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 It's uh, one of mine. It's like a... Uh, compilation cookbook, like a bunch of different like chefs or whatever. But Hank Shaw uh, yeah. is in is one of the guys that's in there. So I don't, I can't think of anything else that I really have put to use yet uh, that I got for for Christmas. But it was uh, those two items right there were like were like money, man, for yeah. for me this year. Just to have, if I didn't have the boots uh, with insulation, dude. Dude, those two cold days, you, yeah, you probably couldn't have done it. There was, there. I mean, I hunted a, the couple. There was a couple of days I hunted by myself, and it, like I said, it was forty or thirty-five or whatever as a high mm-hmm. for like two or three days there that I hunted. And dude, I would have frozen those boots. I mean, I, I reached out to our audience recently in the early season and was like, "Dude, my feet are getting cold, and it's not even cold yet. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I do?" And I got a lot of suggestions, which was awesome. Uh, and didn't have the money to follow up on any of them. So, <laughs> no, but uh, I, I'm glad I got those boots mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so, 
you know, as far as the season goes, I I kind of have like almost a relief that it's over a little bit. And it's yeah. not like like I'm also like thinking about it like we, and then I, and because I start thinking about it, I'm starting to like game plan in my mind like I've been doing for months and then I realize oh well season's over and then I kind of get bummed out. But like I have a relief that it's not really a relief but it's more like content. Like I feel like dude we gave it what we had, we put a lot of thought and hard work into the season. We ended up killing a good deer on public, and I killed one a uh, doe on private, and got meat in the freezer. You are likely going to soon, and I mean, for me, in my perspective, it was a good year. I know it's mm-hmm. probably a little harder for you. I mean, yes and no, because. I know that at the end of the season, if I would have wanted to, I could have killed some deer. You know, I I passed one buck that was good, a, a good buck. Yeah. That, you know, I just kind of set some rules for myself that I was going to follow, and I did it. And I, I, I'm proud that I did it because I contemplated not, you know, in the moment. And, we, you know, we got footage of that. And then there's a lot of does that I didn't shoot because, yeah. I mean, God. And hogs. Oh yeah, and hogs. I mean, we we were talked about it. at one point. We we're like, it'd be nice to have the hog back straps right now or oh, yeah. something, you know? Which was funny because we had so many problems with hogs this year, but they Dude. like there's until like, like mid December we saw a hog or heard a hog on every yeah. trip we went out. Well, there was only like one time when I had a really good opportunity to shoot a hog from the stand though, but they were around everywhere. It seemed like for the first three quarters of the season, you know, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I mean, there's does I could have killed, and I mean, of course, I was passing spike bucks quite a bit. You and know, squirrels, squirrels. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> you did <laughs> shoot at a squirrel though. Yeah, I did. It drew, was squirrel season though. Drew I drew hair. I drew a little hair off that sucker. Yeah, he's sneaky. He was. He's but, a monster. His yeah, Boone and Crockett squirrel. Uh, I was ready to tape him out. Yeah, I wanted to see what he was. Get some trophy tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's and I'm not gonna like. Act big and bad, like, I'd like to say, like, oh, that's public land hunting, or, you know, I had these rules that I set forth for myself or whatever, but, like, dude, it is not fun to go through a season and not shoot a deer. I mean, it is not. Yeah. It is not, well, it was fun, mm-hmm. but, like, it, the feeling that I have now is, like, dead gummit, you know, it's and it's not that, like, I regret passing that deer, but it's that now it's, like, I got to wait a whole nother, like, Eight and a half months, mm-hmm. nine months before we get to try this again. But maybe next year you uh, kill like four bucks. Maybe so, man. Maybe so. Uh, Make up for it all. Yeah. I mean, there ain't no such thing as do, but that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It would be cool for sure. And I think that we learned a lot this season that's going to make – and we said this last year, and I think it helped too. Yeah. We, we learned a lot this season that's going to really change – how we hunt stuff next year. Well, I mean, like yeah. I said, we were also uh, 28 yards from leader. Yeah, that's right, man. I mean, yeah. leader was in range. 50 just, from that big six the big point. Six, yeah. And, I mean, we got a good look at leader. Just there's no shots. It's lame. But mm-hmm. that's how it goes. You know, I guess if, if you're going to, like, really test the wind and, and, and set up for, you know, what it takes to kill the deer and not what works well for you – then you're going to, you know, have some tricky situations like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I, man, I just wish that <laughs> dadgum deer in East Texas would 
be a little bit more responsive to calling. Because mm-hmm. both of those deer, we, I mean, we didn't like throw the kitchen sink at them, but we really were trying to like do a little communicating. And mm-hmm. It's not that they, uh, they were neutral to it. Well, leader had a doe. Yeah. And, and he's he was, over there going, bleh, bleh, oh, yeah. Bleh, bleh, bleh. The whole time. He was going nuts. That was, was like, cool. We, we kind of, you kind of made the assumption that they like were, Split up about what, like maybe forty yards from each other, and they're yeah. just like keeping in touch, you know, yeah. kind of like. I never saw her. You you saw her go off, and then that's kind of yeah, what we. I didn't deducted. see her until like a few minutes after we kind of almost lost him, yeah. you know. Um, but he, yeah, he was with the doe, or we would have had him. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. I think it would have been over, but that. I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, I I feel for you because like. You know, I kind of have a little bit of the the same feeling, probably similar feeling. Like it's kind of weird, you know. And I talked to you about this, I think, on the last hunt we did last Saturday. But um, you know, I went up there and or we went up there and shot not a monster, <laughs> but a big deer, you know. And uh, and in Kansas, you know, but it was kind of like. It's kind of like, well, we went up there, we hunted three times on public land, and the third time we kill a awesome deer, like mm-hmm. a deer that may neither one of us ever kill one bigger. I mean, it's possibly on on public land, you know. Yeah. And uh, but it's also possible to kill lots of bigger ones. <laughs> so, uh, but I mean, this is a really great deer, and. Like I almost kind of missed out. I like almost never absorbed it because. I kind of felt like it wasn't earned because it was just such a, like, like mm-hmm. we went up there and hopped onto this place and, you know, two hunts, two and a half hunts later, we're killing a deer. But, you know, the point that you made, I think it was several weeks ago, was a good point that we earned it in the last, like, year of scouting, hunting, everything we've done here in Texas. You know, it's the training grounds, you mm-hmm. know. It's where we've proven ourselves and learned how to hunt and maybe not necessarily proven ourselves, but we did have a shot at scar. We did have a shot at a really great three-year-old, you know, we'd be 28 yards from leader. We're finding deer and we're getting in great positions. It's just this year we were a little bit unlucky in Texas. I mean, it's thick, dude. We're hunting thick stuff. It's, it's, you can't always get a shot, you know? I mean, we can't even get footage of them half the time, you know, like (laughs) it's frustrating. Like, Hey guys, we saw a big one today. Yeah. Um, but, and we actually, uh, I haven't even put the, the latest PLC out, but I edited it, and we got we had two big old bucks from the last hunt. Mm-hmm. On the last uh, see last hunt bit. we did this year, we we kind of went all out, and uh, we ended up probably two hundred yards or so from a couple of really nice deer, and uh, we almost got it done too on yeah. a on some. On a spike. Yeah. Two spikes. Yeah. We were, I was going to be ecstatic to shoot one of those too. You know, and okay, we've talked about this before, you and I. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or not, but like, I am not one of those people who says, don't pass on the first day what you'd shoot on the last day. Yeah. Me neither. That's, that's a trophy hunter mentality, mm-hmm. I think, because I definitely have a certain set of standards at the beginning of the year because I, we get one buck tag. Okay. Yeah. But, if you want to put some meat in the freezer on the last day of the season, there's nothing wrong with shooting a tasty little spike. Right. You know? But if I was to shoot him on October 18th, my season's over. Right. You know? Yeah. I ain't into that. No. <laughs> I want to hunt. Dude, we learned stuff. <laughs> yeah. We, we got to see all kinds of crazy stuff, man. And we mm-hmm. saw 
wood ducks in the creek, man, right behind us. Beavers slapping their tails, you know. Like, dude, that beaver'd scare you every morning. <laughs> dude, jump out the stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, he was nuts. Yeah. But, okay, so kind of where you were going with that at the beginning, though, is like, you know, we proved ourselves here. Uh, well, not proved ourselves, but. Put in like the work. The proving grounds. Like, yeah, like we put in the work. We learned a ton. And if you can make it happen here, if you can find deer here, then you can take those skills and carry them elsewhere and have success. And that's right. exactly what we did. And I think that's part of why this season doesn't sting as bad as what it probably should because, like, I know that you shot the deer and it's your buck, but, like, I completely oh, feel yeah. that that's my success too. Oh, like, yeah, dude. It was just – I mean, I feel great about dude, it. Dude, if you – I mean, you've laid down the map scouting. and yeah. I mean, that's not just me blowing smoke. We talked about this, man. Like – I hate looking at maps on my phone. Like, I want to look at them on the biggest computer screen I can, you yeah. know. Um, and, dude, you you found you found the spot, and we went. And when we got there, we were like, this is awesome, you yeah. know. Um, but, but that's that's why, like, it's it's not – I don't feel like this season for me yeah. was an unsuccessful season. Well, well is- I was trying to say that I can still feel a little bit of what you're feeling, I think, because – because of that, that whole situation happened, and yeah, I kind of you know made the statement about that we earned it still. Mm-hmm. But like, I still wanted to kill a deer in Texas on public oh, lands sure. because man, have we spent hours on Texas public lands? Yeah, and that's know? that's part of where like I kind of feel like a jerk because I passed a deer that I know you'd have been ecstatic to shoot. <laughs> well, I didn't bring my bow, so yeah, that's my fault. That's true, you know, that's true. But you're laying down the footage up there for me. I uh, was. But it's tough. Yeah. Either Dude, way, all up in the did you, sticks. You never saw a shooter with bow in hand on Texas public land this year, did you? No. Man, I spent a lot of good uh, North Wind front days hunting teenager. Yeah. Which I don't regret, but that was one of those spots like you were either going to see him or you weren't going to shoot anything. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, you know, like yeah, it kind of well, got to the point where we thought we might kill a doe in there. Maybe like the last time we hunted, and uh, nothing showed up. Nothing showed up. So. Yeah, that place was a lot different this year, man. For yeah, sure. Yeah, it, it definitely was. So, do we want to get into that a little bit about how, like, like what we learned this year that we'll, we're going to approach things differently because of next year? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, I think like, we should. let's let's do the teenager thing off the bat. Like, what do you think about teenager and like hunting that? Deer? I told you my hypothesis. And See, I, I'm not okay. going to explain it all right now, but yeah. it's a it's a lot of uh, putting the pieces together that are question marks. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it it's high, it's actually probably pretty li- unlikely that this is the exact way that it happened. Not to say that teenager isn't dead. Yeah, but this this is I don't know. I've put a lot of clues together from like surrounding property owners and such, and then like camera surveillance we've done. I'm not sure that teenager's alive right now. Yeah, because I mean, he uh, he. We haven't see. had a good picture of him since November. The, well, maybe early December. Yeah. So, but I mean, that's what this postseason scouting is going to be for to see if he's still yeah. around, and if not, I'm sure there's still another good deer in that area. And the thing is, man, like um, this particular piece of property, we feel like where he would be would be in a pretty small area. Yeah. You know, relatively small area. But at the same time. <clears throat> We we could be like understating some things on that, you know, like there could be, he could be breaking some boundaries that we wouldn't think he would do. Yeah, well, I mean, and we had a lot of cameras out, but we didn't have any cameras like basically in in a certain direction yeah. from from that stand. And one of the cameras we had out was Dookie, so yeah, it was. 
Actually, he was on that camera, though. Was he? But I don't know. Oh, we don't right. know what date it was. Yeah, because it doesn't have dates. Um, <laughs> it's, oh Golly. my gosh, it's trash. Yeah. It's trash. Uh, by the way, I saw trail cameras for twenty five bucks at Walmart. Are they the Tascos or what are they? I think so. Yeah, they're like, but they're like six megapixel. Twenty five hey, bucks, dude. They can't beat it. We might have to do it. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> um, the uh, I, my thoughts on him are, uh, it's going to come down to, uh, if I can find him in postseason, then. I still, even if I don't find him in postseason, I'll probably still go in there and try to find him preseason or during October next year. Yeah. And if I find him at any point before uh, North Wind, North Northeast Wind comes in, I'll go in there and hunt him Mm -hmm. again probably. But on North Northeast Northeast Winds. But I'm not going to pass deer in other areas. Yeah. That uh, just, you know, I mean – if it's a similar deer and teenager's not going to score high, I don't think, unless he grows some trash, you know, and stuff like that in the next couple of years, like he's not ever going to score that high, I don't think. But he's mm-hmm. just a big frame, kind of gnarly looking. That's kind of how leader is too. Yeah, yeah. You know, yep. leader's not going to score high, but he's just a just a just tank and just heavy. Yeah, heavy. Got a little trash. Yeah, which yeah. you know we I can. I feel pretty confident in saying that that deer made it through the season because we have some pretty late pictures of him mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. So we'll dude, probably pick him back up in the in the postseason. I think too. Dude, think about like okay, so he added that trash this year from last year. Yeah, if we can get another like, like ten inches of trash, oh, yeah, I know, dude. Dirty, dirty. Ooh. But yeah, so like the teenager thing over there, you know, like I feel like this year we find the sheds. <laughs> yes. No, well, this let's say the 2017 season is what I'm saying. So, like, our, the season we just wrapped up, I think that we should have, and I know, you know, this is your deer and you're, you're kind of calling shots over there. But looking back, like, I think we should have got a little more aggressive sometimes. Mm-hmm. And not I, I mentioned that. so passive. But um, we, we didn't have a good game plan of how to be aggressive. No. You know? It's like if you're, like, well, trying to, like, get a date with a girl and you walk up to her and say, I like ketchup, you know, real yeah. loud. Like she's going to be like, get away. You know, Dude. like it doesn't do any good to be aggressive if you don't have a plan that's <laughs> yeah. going to work. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're right. Like I, I, um, I think that he was betting to the direction that we don't have cameras. Okay. So that's the whole problem is that we failed to pick him up. Often. Preseason. Yes. Yeah, and we had because we wanted to do that. We wanted to get aggressive. It a flooded little bit. out in there in August. Oh, that's right. And I went back to get the camera that wasn't working in there, um, or it was working, but uh, only like owls. Yeah, it was summer. <laughs> yeah, we were getting a ton of owls. Uh, it was summertime, and the deer just do not like moving when it's hot much, yeah. and they got everything to eat right there in their beds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we weren't seeing him where we saw him in the postseason there. Mm-hmm. And we weren't picking him up, and then it flooded out in August, like bad timing. Mm-hmm. And I went in there, and mosquitoes were wild, raging. Dude. And yes, and so like, but You're I itching right now, just I, I am, dude. I'm scratching my back. <laughs> uh, so I did. I I had never seen them like that, but I thought I'm about to get snake bit. Was, I was like walking through like six, six inches of water for the last mm-hmm. like hundred yards, you know. I was going so slow, dude. 
And I didn't also, I also didn't want to like go over the top of my boots, you know, but yeah, I picked the camera up and then we never got back in there until like early November mm-hmm. and we picked him up on a day that I would have hunted if I didn't have to film a wedding. And I would have hunted there because it was a Northeast wind and it came in in the middle of the day. And mm-hmm. so did he, man, Dirty. I know. I know he came in at like two, but yeah. you know that's that's the way it goes, dude. I mean, you're gonna have that. But I think um, this summer we need to. Co- okay, so let's take what we learned at Babylon and apply it to all the other areas. Okay, Babylon, those deer in this summer were on. They were on a pretty good bed to feed pattern all summer. Yeah, right. We were in their bedroom pretty pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, and then like the like gigantic acorn crop of 2017 happened and kind of messed things up and. I'm almost willing to bet that that ain't going to happen two years in a row. Right. Uh, it could, but it might. It probably won't. But and we we always have some acorns. Yeah, we always have some for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, what I'm saying is, those deer were out there eating Forbes all summer long, munching down on Forbes. Yep. I think we need cameras in the summer over Forbes. I think yes. That, see, it. I mean, we've got video was, of them uh, eating golden golden rod just. Yeah. St- chomping down yeah like a whole plant that goes yes. down the cuzzle yes <laughs> and but at uh where we had teenager over there that was like way down in kind of in the hardwoods yeah ash stuff uh, yeah there were or i guess softwoods yeah but yeah in the woods there's yeah. like not any food in there yeah it's not a lot of reason for them to go there in the summer when they're only moving like 50 yards in the day because it's so hot mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i think that our camera strategy could really change for you know See, that's a good point season over there i haven't thought about that and, and another good thing to think about is um you know we found some schumard oaks on that like near mm-hmm. near where we hunted this year that may not be a bad place to be hunting like october 10th you yeah, know what i'm saying for sure um unfortunately there's probably going to be some mosquitoes in there but you know if they're if the deer are going to hit uh, oaks as heavy as they did in transition like they did from late September to early October or mid-October, I mean, like they did to the to the oak trees, then we need to be all over it. And that's, yeah. one, that's one mistake we definitely made this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of – we had so much good surveillance in the summer, mm-hmm. like we just could not pull ourselves away from the stand. And the, the very first hunt we hunted was an all-day sit in October. <sighs> it was a beautiful cold front day for October – and we did not see a deer. Didn't see a deer. And we thought, well, that's just that's just bad timing. They yeah. didn't come past us today. We'll do it again. Mm-hmm. And we hunted in there like two or three times before we really started mm-hmm. to kind of get the hint. And I think we might have even hunted another time or two after that between the two of us. And yeah, it was just it was a hard lesson, is what yeah. it was. But I mean, for you, like, what are you looking? What are you looking to do? Um, with some of your, you know, targets that you've had. Are you, like, are you going to be pretty set on Babylon area, or are you wanting to try anything different or new? Or Man, uh, <clears throat> after the year that I had, and I had a great hunting season, to be honest. You know, I saw quite a few deer, and then I had a lot of sits where I didn't see any deer. Too. Yeah, me too. It was rough. But uh, I just want – I really want to kill a deer, Yeah, to be honest. And I'm not going to say I'm going to – drop to the three and a half range but it's not out of the question Heck yeah. you know like i'm just like <laughs> at this point i'm like man i i need to shoot something you know yeah. I, I, like to kind of just 
Well, it's one of those things to myself like, that I'm still a hunter, and not an animal yeah. watcher. You know, <laughs> it's one of those things. Also, like if a three year old comes in on October 26, it's gonna be hard to shoot him for you, probably. Yeah. But if he comes in on November 26, it might be a little different. It's like, mm-hmm. well, we got about a month left. You know. Well, it all depends on the situation too. And this year, I I almost shot what was probably a three year old when I rattled in that buck. Yeah. I would have loved to. Run an arrow through his chest. That mm-hmm. was just so cool, you yeah. know. And if a situation like that happens again, by all means, I'm going to shoot the deer. Yeah. I didn't have the opportunity this year because he saw us as soon as that happened. But I almost um, shot a two-year-old in Kansas. I know. <laughs> Dang, dude. What were we thinking? Uh, what was I thinking? Yeah. More like I, I did kind of like. Talk me out of yeah. it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. But so – uh, I mean, Babylon will always be a great place. Yeah. You know, there will always be. Until, good, you know, yeah. if somebody shows up, which we we had, a, you know, we saw some kind of fringe pressure this yeah. year that kind of affected it, I think. Man, there's a lot, and that's the thing. Is and that, it really wasn't, like, it was it was wind. You know, it was like wind pressure. Well, yeah, that's anything. what I'm going to say is that, like, I'm sure that there's a lot of guys that are good hunters out there, but, like, we put a lot of work into that particular place. And the guys who were, like, coming in, in in the general area, at least, like, they didn't know how to hunt that spot like we did. Yeah. And, like, they were coming in there to hunt. They were like, what are you doing? Don't go over there right now. You're messing the whole thing up, you mm-hmm. know? But Can't walk in downwind, man. No, pretty you much. Know? No, yeah, yeah. No, do that. <laughs> you can't be facing downwind, dude. <laughs> I don't care how much dopey you got on. They can still smell you, too, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, that's what – that's the frustrating part is that, like, you know, those guys, I'm sure, could – kill some deer but mm-hmm. you just gotta well they don't just have to do anything they would they can do what they want to and yeah. glad there's other people out there hunting but like <laughs> yeah. it's it's advantageous to us to learn these places as well as we do mm-hmm. and what we need to be doing every year is growing our potential places mm-hmm. exponentially you talked you know? about this the other yeah. day yeah. other day so like we know that babylon is good we know that um, that other spot where the little short G3 buck is good, mm-hmm. okay? We know that we're rattling the seven point is good, mm-hmm. okay? We need to, next year, instead of having those three places, have nine places. Right. And we know that those three places all kind of a little bit different. Let's find two more just like each one of those. Mm-hmm. And when you keep doing that and adding all these places, you end up, A, not burning spots out, and B, whenever, like, you go in and you see a headlamp come in at, you know, about 45 minutes too late, then yeah. you know you can, well, okay, y'all got it this time. You know, we're going to go over here instead. Yeah. You know. Oh, well, we we did find a spot when it was too late that looked like oh. it might be pretty good. And I we have I have a couple of new hypotheses that I want to talk to you about at some point. Uh, but we're trying to kind of put this uh, data together. We pulled a camera. So if you remember a while back oh, when it was hot, we and we we ended up having a camera real close to the road mm-hmm. that we put out because while we were driving, I had a I had a guess that the deer would be using this area because we had found in postseason scouting doe bedding not far from there, and I thought this is a place that nobody's going to hunt, and so this is where the bucks will bed, and then they'll go over to the doe bedding, you know, at night or whatever, mm-hmm. and as soon as we pull up, like to our spot there's bucks 
Two yeah. bucks. Two mature bucks. It's like off. four p.m. in the <laughs> summer. That you can you know? see from the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're like, "Holy smokes, dude!" And you know, I was shocked that I like made a suggestion and it worked out like that. You know, and so I'm like, actually, I told KC, I was like, "Yeah, I knew that would happen." But, uh, no, but I. Uh, so we we put a camera in there, and we actually hunted there one evening, mm-hmm. um, and we saw a few deer. Um, it was really kind of hard to put a like pin on where they were coming through that area. I'm not sure that it it was a bad as bad a spot as it looked like on camera, but it was pretty dismal on camera. Like mm-hmm. we had a couple of decent bucks, and then uh, towards the end of that camera's residency, um, we saw a good buck come through, and um, you know cruising buck or whatever. I guess it's like early mid October uh, November. And we decided, you know what? He came from this direction. I forgot that's why we did this. So let's move it down like three, four hundred yards. And we did that and set it up, I think like November 22nd or 6th or something like that. 25th. It was 25th, I believe. Set it up in there. There's a picture of me on the 25th. And two pictures later, two deer later, on the 26th is a shooter buck in the daytime checking the mock scrape we made. (laughs) <laughs> and it goes on and on and on, and we, we didn't check this camera. Back. We checked it on the second of January. Dude, we were even dogging that camera, like that's a stupid place. Yeah. I ain't never going back there. <laughs> we were like, because there like were stands everywhere. Yeah, that camera was like our whipping boy over there, pretty yeah. much. Like ah, dude, we found the travel corridor between. It's like they run the gauntlet of stands, I think. And yeah, we found the travel corridor there where they, or I guess, could get between stands. And the thing is, man, that could change. You know, with one stand move from one of those, you know, guys that are hunting in there or somebody come in new next year or whatever. But uh, it was cool to see and it taught me a lot of things that we're still trying to go through all this data. But there are several shooter bucks and maybe the biggest buck that we have ever gotten on camera uh, out there. That's close, man. He's going to be right in there. Uh, Really, really nice 10 point. Uh, So in the daytime, (laughs) gummit. He's twice. In, twice in the daytime on the same day, like once in the morning, once in the afternoon, just cruising through, hanging That out. means that either way, if we'd have hunted that day there, we'd, we'd have killed him. Both were yeah. killing times. Oh, like yeah. one was like 4 p.m., one was like 8.30 a.m., right? Yeah. I think 7.30 and 4.30 okay. is what it was. Yeah. But, but yeah. you've been in the stand for sure both of those times. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. <sighs> it was – oh, dude. Maybe it was eight fifteen, but it was yeah. It matter. was during shooting we've time. Been sit- we've like, been sitting until like eleven. Yeah, I mean, even if, if you sat, if you only sat till nine, you would have killed him in the morning. And if you'd have got in there at four, you would have killed him in the afternoon, probably. You know, mm-hmm. so um, it it was just golly. I was like shocked, a little bit disappointed, but more just happy that we had a great trail. Yeah, I was actually in the stand. That was that freezing butt cold day. Yeah, that's... I was in the stand, and you were fixing to come up there, and you're like, dude. We got a good deer on camera over here. And I said, no way. <laughs> You're kidding me right now. And you see me the picture, and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dude, I was like, I I don't know what I was saying in my truck when I was yeah. looking at that thing by myself. But Well, it's surprised. nice to have a good camera pull at all. Yeah. You know, because this year we kind of had some uh, – Ups and downs, big time. Yeah, in the camera game, man. It was kind of rough for yeah. a while. And I, I think that uh, – Having those cameras stolen might have been a blessing in disguise. Uh, of course, I would have liked to not have them stolen. But yeah. We got rid of those crappy uh, 
WGI cameras. You yeah. Can, you can look up the what those initials stand they for. They take WGI files. Yeah. Pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, got us uh, actually a couple different types. We yeah. Got a Bushnell, Muddy, some Stealth cams, and they're all working pretty good, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and kind of finished out the year with some pretty good cameras. So oh, yeah. And good pools. Yeah, for sure. I think I still owe you for a camera. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we and not to mention the blessing also being that we learned. Um, I mean, we kind of started to figure figure this out in another way, but that there are people all over that area. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, that was that was definitely probably a blessing. Okay, so let's talk about that. We're still we're talking about things we learned from this season. Uh, last that we didn't go over there until like. Well, I guess we were over there postseason a touch, and then we saw some deer from the road in that area, and we're like, "Oh, we got to go over here and hunt." Mm-hmm. And then we set a camera and got a good buck, like right at the end of like late season. One of post-season. nine pictures, or yeah, whatever. one of nine pictures in that <laughs> camera. Like, oh my gosh! Okay, well, fa- fast forward to like August, and we're in there hammering that thing. I mean, I can guarantee you, we spent like. I think we averaged four hours a week over there scouting and stuff. <laughs> it's what it felt like. I don't know if it was that much or not, but we were over there a lot. Mm-hmm. Spread cameras out all over the place. Set a huge web. Come season, there are people going everywhere on this place. And you, there was no human sign at all before season. No. I guess we're the only people who scout. I don't know. But Dude, we're probably, it might be dumb. Maybe we're just dumb. Maybe so. I mean, it's hot and there's stuff everywhere poking you and whatever. Yeah. Almost stepped on moccasins a couple times, <laughs> but, but yeah. So that, I, I mean, think that could that, be like keying in on where the human pressure is and knowing more about that is going to really help us in the future, man. Yeah, yeah, I agree because with you, man. I think about how much time we wasted over there scouting that area just to show up in October and there'd be ladder stands and ground blinds everywhere. Yeah. And camera's gone. Camera's gone. See, like, my memory's not that great. <laughs> Have you told this story I don't of know that day I, on the podcast? I don't know if I did. If I did, excuse me, I'm going to tell a brief version of it right now. <laughs> I get in there, and I don't have the best memory. And, and you know, like, usually Casey's looking at the map. If I can look at the map kind of as I'm going, I really can get a vibe and a sense of direction. But if I'm not looking at the map, my sense of direction is like my south is my north sometimes. You know, like I just oh, – I can't figure it out if I'm not looking at a map sometimes. So um, I think it's just because I focus on different things. But anyway, yeah, we go in – I go in there and I'm like, all right, dude, I got to get these cameras checked before – I think it was before we Colorado. went to Kansas. Kansas? Yeah. I think it was like, like going to be like November 3rd. Oh, that's right. And uh, so I was like, we got to get these checked and and put and refreshed or whatever because they're going to be full. They've been out for like two months before we go to Kansas because the rut's about to hit, cold front's coming in, we got to get some surveillance. So I go to the first location, and it looks bad to the bone, dude. There's a big old rub in there, trail coming down. The, just the brush looks like this is where deer will hang out, like it's just head-high brush, you know. And uh, I'm looking for this camera, and there's a lot of these, like, little camera trees in there, you know. I cannot find it. So I'm, like, trying to FaceTime KC with, like, terrible service, you know. And he's driving somewhere, and it is not working. And I'm like, 
I can't find this camera. Where is it, dude? He's like, I can't really see. It's probably like digital as heck, you know, because you, they didn't have service. It was service. really bad. You were yeah. trying to show me, like, is this the tree? I'm like, dude, that literally is five pixels on my screen, like huge <laughs> blocks. I can't deal with it. It looks like Minecraft. <laughs> so anyway, I I go. I sat there for 25 minutes looking, going up and down this little chute, trying to find this thing. Couldn't find it anywhere. And so I'm like, all right, done. Go to the next camera. Not anywhere to be found. Call KC. I'm like, hey, what's the deal? Where was this camera? I'm pretty sure it was on that one oak tree or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, that was where it was. It ain't here, dude. It is not here. And so, you know, I hang up, and I've got two more cameras to find and didn't didn't find either one of them. The last one was I for sure knew what tree it was on in the exact spot. It was like the only mm-hmm. tree in there on this trail, you know, and – uh, I get up to it and I am so just depressed in human in humanity, you know. And I just I did this like I just, it's on a PLC. I'm just like shame on these people. And <laughs> and I'm like yeah, gone. Uh, um, there is a tiny, tiny little bit of me that still wonders if you didn't like miss one of those cameras. It might be. I mean, but, we can go I mean, back. There were some that were stolen for sure. Yeah, but just because like you talk about your memory sometimes yeah. not being all there. Uh, but I can tell you the one at the like uh um, big funnel I know is gone for sure. The well yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I forgot that that was the first one. Uh-huh. Uh but that was one that we didn't know if it was it was there or not mm-hmm. uh when I first went in there and we found out that yeah, we don't have that camera anymore. Mm-hmm. So but the uh that one I checked and then the next one was where it looks just awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I was talking about, and you know which one that one is. Mm-hmm. It's kind of on the same plane there. And then the next one, I went down to where the oak trees kind of are thick right mm-hmm. there, you know. That one is gone for sure, mm-hmm. and the fourth one is gone for sure. The other two are, well, the the one in there is, is iffy. Yeah. Uh, for sure. I mean, there was a lot of trees in there. Man. But I searched for 25 minutes. Like well, what you didn't say is what was the worst part of that day? Uh, Mr. Memory? I jumped a buck. What happened before that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I spent like six hours. My truck had I been having some... I can't believe you didn't start with that. Dude, my truck had been having some electrical problems. <laughs> and where, like, I was I was driving at night one time, my lights just go out for, like, a split second. And I'm like, oh, man, that was not good. Um and it just did it for a little while. Like, it did it for, like, a week or two. I had a little issue here and there. And then and since hadn't happened. Um, anyway, I get to my parking area, and I'm getting some stuff out, you know, and uh, put my boots on the tailgate, my orange, you know. And I shut my front door because I'm done in the driver's seat, and I'm going to open the back door. And when I shut my front door... My truck honks at me twice and locks simultaneously. Keys in the ignition. With my keys in the ignition. So I didn't touch a thing. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So when I like when it rocked the truck, the short or whatever was going on in there set the system off. I spent hours trying to get this thing unlocked. I, was, I had a knife on me, and so I was cutting uh, cedar tree limbs 
and sharpening them so they and like cutting like the extra limbs off them so they'd go down and I was just ripping my truck to shreds. Do you know? I had a oh I had a one of those brackets from a stand uh, that's like a half moon shape, mm-hmm. and I was using it to pry my door open. And I was pushing this thing. I finally got it in there. I was pushing it. It wouldn't unlock. I'm like I think I'm pushing this thing pretty hard. But then it it would like slip over and it would lock. And I'd be like, Dad, come in. <laughs> Turns out if there ain't nobody sitting in the seat. It is sensing that, and it won't unlock. Are you serious? I am dead serious. So they and make they, it where the you year, can't? the like halfway through 07, which is how old my truck is. Halfway through that year is where they started doing that. Apparently, from what I understand from a locksmith. Well, hey, at least you know your truck's 07 and a half. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, <cool. laughs> it's kind of like 08 if you yeah, round up, right? Yeah, round that's up. how I'm going to sell it next time. Yeah, uh, yeah, and the whole time this is happening, you're calling me. And I'm like, dude. Because I'm trying to think, dude. Surely I would he love to help you fix some somehow. Find somebody who knows but he knows that can help me. I'm on my way to a wedding in Houston. Yeah, and I can't turn around to help you. I'm sorry. I was raging mad, dude. <laughs> no. I'm talking. If somebody would have been around, I might have just dude, hit him so I hard. I was just going to that wedding. I'd have turned around. But I was in the wedding. Right. I'm sorry. No, no, it's good, dude. I wasn't really <laughs> expecting you to do anything other than maybe like give me a lead or somebody, you know. Yeah, and that too. I called the uh, Chamber of Commerce for you, and we got we both got the same really old lady. Dude. Dude. <laughs> I had to hang up on her. I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but I'm admitting this in front of everybody She's like right now. looking through the yellow pages like, ma'am, yes. we have Google on our phone. That's what I told her. She was like, uh, well, you know, we do have locksmith here. Uh let me look that up for you. Where's this folder? Where's this folder? <laughs> hold on a sec. Yeah, hold on. And I'd be like, yeah, uh, oh, it's uh, it's that one locksmith. She told me the name, you know, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll just look that up on my phone. I appreciate it. No, well, let me look this up for you. Hold on. <laughs> and, like, I'm talking, it was one of those, like, SNL skits when I was talking to her. Like, it couldn't have been more made up you know uh-huh. and uh like every time i would say yeah i just I'll, I'll, I'll look at it on the phone you know as soon as i started saying that she'd she'd cut me off and be like oh it's right here in this folder somewhere and like dude i sat there for like two minutes waiting on her to find her folder that had the locksmith's number in it and finally i was like um you know i, I got it right here on my phone actually i appreciate it thank you so much have a great day and I hung up on her. I had to, dude. I hate to say that I May, did, uh, but I—I I mean, I just—I was—I was pretty mad at that point. And I had l- no patience, no yeah. patience at all. What's funny? When I called, she was like, "Did you just call a while ago?" <laughs> like, no, that wasn't me. Nope. But I better know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that was a rough day, man. And I did find a shed, which yeah. is cool. Hadn't fe- found too many sheds on public land. I'm not. KC and finding, you know, matching sets and Dude, stuff. maybe that was my problem. Maybe I had such a good shed hunting year last year in Texas <laughs> that I got just totally wore out all my luck. Uh, I don't know, man. You did have a good... Okay. So the one thing, I don't know how far you want to go into this season. If there's anything else that you want to, want to talk about, then go ahead. But <laughs> I have to ask our listeners... To send me an email okay. if they have if they have a solvent to this problem. Okay, you know what it is, don't you? Well, has no. to do with battery power and lights. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know how many AAA batteries I've been through this year. I cannot figure out 
what I should do with my headlamp when I'm not using it. I had it riding around my bag for the first like quarter, probably like third or half of the season, really. And uh, I every time I every time I looked in the bag, it was on every time. And so finally, I was like, man, I kind of just, you know, I was being so hasty at the end of the hunts and stuff that I wasn't really taking care of, and I just throw it back in there and whatever. I got extra batteries in there. Well, finally, I was like, okay, well, I've burned through some batteries here. Let's see, what can I do? I put a D-clip on the back of my backpack, and then I clip the headlamp onto the D-clamp, and or the carabiner, whatever, um, and let it kind of dangle from my backpack or whatever. And so I put my backpack in like one of these big totes or whatever, Rubbermaid totes or whatever, and uh, that's what I keep it in. And so it's in there, uh, just hanging, dangling. It's on top, you know. And then when I go in, it kind of dangles from the back of my whole rig or whatever. And it worked well for like a couple weeks or whatever. And then one afternoon, you and I are sitting there. I think it was the night it was so cold. And, uh, and it's like, it starts getting pretty dark and we see some deer. So we will start watching them. And finally it kind of gets too dark to really see what they're doing. And you go, dude, your flashlight, your headlamp is on. (laughs) Shining straight down the tree. Shining straight down the tree. (laughs) It's been on all afternoon. I'm just like, oh my gosh. So I don't know how to keep a headlamp from turning on, like, and having its own mind. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I need somebody to give me a suggestion. Facebook message, email, whatever. Please tell me how to store my headlamp and carry it back and forth without that sucker turning on. Uh, my, I have two suggestions, and they're both not very practical. <laughs> okay, we've talked about them. I think pelican case. <laughs> yeah, no, that might be the best thing. I don't know. <laughs> but a take a battery out when you get where you're going. Mm, not very practical. Yeah, it sucks. Because <laughs> you're going to lose the battery and you're going to need it later. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and B, leave it on your head the whole time, which could work. Until but... you like bend over to put your like boot on in the stand and it falls 20 feet and you're like, oh, and then it turns on while it hits the ground. <laughs> the ground. And you're yeah. like, oh, that defeats all <laughs> oh purpose. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so you weren't there. This is on one of the days that I hunted Babylon by myself. So uh, I show up and it's like, early afternoon okay and um it's cold that day mm-hmm. and i i like coffee you're not a coffee drinker but i like coffee <laughs> i'll bring my coffee mug in or my thermos in with me stanley thermos pretty pretty hearty and Old stan the man yeah it's him and uh at babylon like we're in the nosebleeds up there man way high you Dude. know so i set this up here and i set like some clothes up top and i'm like getting my camera arm ready and stuff and like I go to grab my jacket and I knock that thermos, <laughs> and like it, it like was slow motion like I was like, and you see me do this in Babylon before like something falls I'm like oh dang it <laughs> before it hits the ground well it goes wham, wham it hit things twice oh, on the way down dang it. and ends up literally like whatever it hit on the way down before it hit the ground like launched it out in front of us and it was like ten yards in front of the stand. <laughs> Like, if those little bucks had came through the same spot, they would have kicked it. Yeah. It was yeah. way out there. Wow. I was, and it, I hate, and if you follow us on social media, you know that I am the king of dropping things out of the stand. <laughs> I do it all the time. And it's Dude. never something, like, super essential, 
But quite often, it's something that's like irritating. Yeah. Like, like your seat pad. My seat pad. That's very irritating to Dude, drop by the stand. One time I'm sitting there, we're doing a hanging out <laughs> together, and we like, we're pretty much like, it's like we're pretty much set up, mm-hmm. you know? And and I'm just kind of doing my thing, getting something, you know, like probably a grunt call out or something. And all of a sudden I hear, oh, crap. Poof. <laughs> 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 it's like, it's so funny because he just like, he goes, oh, no, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and then like a second down. later, uh, like I had no clue what he was talking about. And all of a sudden I hear something hit the ground. I'm, I just started laughing in the stand, you know, like, yeah, yeah he dropped so something. So funny. <laughs> but I said, what was it? What else? I dropped my beanie one day, which was like. Not essential, but it's warmer than not having a beanie, you know. And <laughs> Your boy Slade said he's going to have to get on to you about it. About what? Dropping stuff? Yeah. Man, I mean, scold me, I guess. But he's going to nothing. when he gets on here. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know what to tell you. I know he's done dropped a duck call in the water before yeah. and not been able to find it. Dude, I was uh, speaking of that, one time I was sitting there, it was really cold, and uh, there was a, you know underwater creek in the in the lake where we were hunting or whatever. So to cross it, we had to hop in a boat, a little, like, I don't think we had a motor on it, just a paddle boat, John boat, and go across the creek and hop back out. You know, it's like two, two and a half feet or whatever we are at. So I'm sitting there with my waders on. Somebody's crossing. It's dark. And it's probably closer to three feet. It was, it was you know, probably up to here or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I've got my shotgun just slung on the sling on my shoulder. And it's real still and real cold. And all of a sudden, I had not moved a muscle. And it goes, pop. The shoulder, the sling right here by my shoulder just pops off. And my shotgun goes three feet down to the bottom. Oh, no. And it is freezing cold, dude. No. And I'm like, well, here we go. No. (laughs) I had to stick my arm all the way into the water, dude. (sighs) Didn't even hunt that day. I just went back to the truck. Man. That's rough. We've all got a cold water story. You want to hear mine? I do. Okay, so in high school, I uh, one of my high school teachers, I was really good friends with, her husband was a game warden, and he took me and a couple of my friends on a doe hunt at like one of these ranches around here that had some lamps permits they needed to burn. Mm -hmm. Let's take the kids, you know, whatever. Well, me and him and these other guys go up and meet with a game warden from the county north of us. And we're going to go out here to this ranch and hunt. Well, we hunt the first evening, you know, nothing. Like, we're like, okay, are y'all not running corn in these feeders or what? Like, we didn't, nobody saw anything. Well, the next morning we go hunting, and this guy, the guy I don't know, sits with me in the sand because you got to have like a guardian or something, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Well, he sleeps the whole time while I'm hunting, <laughs> looking for stuff. <laughs> and while we're in the stand, it comes just an absolute blizzard. Like a sleet storm. And it's freezing cold. We're like, okay, let's go home. Well, while we're in the stand, it literally sleeted like three inches and everything froze over. So we're on a place that we don't know well, going down trails and roads that we don't know well on, on a four-wheeler, and it's all wide out. We're driving along, driving along, driving along, and I'm cold. I'm like on the back of this four-wheeler behind this game wooden. And all of a sudden, <laughs> We drove into a creek, oh and I'm not goodness. talking about like, oh no, my legs got wet. Like, both of our guns, the whole full wheeler and everything went underwater. Like, we were underwater for a while. <laughs> it's like 22 degrees, and I'm soaking wet. Oh my gosh. And there's a full wheeler in the creek. And Dude. it was still like a mile back to the truck. That's scary. It was 
like the coldest I've ever been. I went back to the lodge and just went in there and sat in a hot shower for an hour. And you weren't decked out in no Gore-Tex, were no, you? No, <laughs> I was in my cotton, cotton. real tree, baby. Yeah, I was it. so cold. Yeah. So, and he's no longer the game warden there anymore. He used to, I had like a little like. Yeah, because he's crashing like, hey, kids into the dude, creek. Come on. I mean, you know I meant to fill out my log right on the back of my license. Yeah. You know, don't give me a ticket. But No, I'm just kidding. I never got a ticket. That. Tyler got a warning for that, though. So. Thank God, dude. I, I don't know how Texas works. Yeah, just be sure you fill out your logs on the back. I'm but a, so I'm now a, he's not there anymore. I don't have any blackmail on the game board. So there you go. Kind of stinks. But oh well. I got some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do have some blackmail that I need to cash in pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. It's not on like game warden. Me. But, no. Okay, it's good. on some old musician people that I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, anyway, um, you know, the kind of finishing up here on the season stuff. Um, I raged my arm pretty good. <laughs> I was, uh, I went in, uh, we were going to hunt an afternoon together. You'd already been out in the morning and this was the last day, I think. Mm-hmm. It was the last hunt we did. Yeah. Went off season and <clears throat> had no injuries in the hanging hunt. And, uh, anyway, I decided to go pull a camera and while I was in there, I was going to get, uh, this little gear hook that KC left in the tree. <laughs> so let's clarify KC is the owner of these hooks That's, yeah. Tyler is the lever of these hooks I cannot get a bow hanger out of a tree dude I cannot do it uh, but we yeah we had this little hook at Velcro's that Hawk makes it's, it's cool for public land when you can't screw in and, um, anyway you can so, screw up you just can't screw you can in. definitely screw this up um, so I took a couple sticks in there and yeah, you know, we haven't hunted this stand in a couple weeks, probably. Like yeah. it's been the thing's been there a while, and so I was going to pull the camera, which is pretty high up, and then I was going to take the sticks and go over to the tree, which is probably like forty yards, and pull the pull the little hawk hanger or whatever. And so I go pull the camera, hook it onto my belt loop, go over to the tree, and I pull out two sticks, put one up, hop up to the other one. And I'm on the top of the second stick, and I can, I am literally an inch from being able to get this hook. Like an inch, dude. I can get the Velcro up. I just can't get it all the way over the branch, the little tiny branch that I'm trying to get it off of. And uh, I'm just like tiptoeing it. And finally, I'm like, okay, well, there's a little crotch in this tree. It's like, it's like a pretty good little like raise up of my foot <laughs> from this last step, but I'm going to get it, you know, I'm going to get it. So I, I, my big old foot doesn't fit in the crotch of this tree very well, and my boots are muddy. And so I hop up there, and about a second later, uh, I, like, reach up for the hook, and my foot slips out of that crotch of that tree, and I just grip the tree as hard as I can, and, you know, my whole weight comes down on basically my left arm holding onto the tree. Um, <laughs> it ripped my bicep pretty good. And uh, and I was just, I mean, it, it doesn't do anything except for just sting really bad, you know, like a really bad strawberry. But um, I really was mad at myself for just kind of being lazy and not putting up the third step. And so... Or just raising one of the sticks. Or raising the stick (laughs) an inch, you know. And so I just was like, all right, well, now I'm going to do the opposite of lazy and put this third step up is what I'm going to do. And so I did it and I got it. But uh, I come back and I'm just like, oh, this stings so bad, you know. And and, uh, 
that happened and then we went we had a good hunt that that yeah. night um did you have you told i guess you didn't really tell a little you know lastly we might want to talk about what happened with those deer yeah the so, two the two spikes or whatever <laughs> yeah if you've been uh, diligent enough to listen all the way through this podcast we'll actually talk about tactics for a second <laughs> don't do this <laughs> yeah don't do this so tyler and i uh knew we had a long walk ahead of us and we knew that there were a couple stand potential locations uh along the way we didn't know how far we'd make it in we knew we'd make it probably at least a mile maybe two um excuse me and uh we were walking by this per this first place that I'd marked on the map like two years ago, um, and I knew that it had some potential, but I hadn't seen it in quite a while. And we're walking by, and it looks we walk up, and it looks good. Tracks all tracks over it, all over deer tracks too. Mm-hmm. And there's like a food source on private, not far from there at all. And it's just like okay man, this is going to have some potential. So Tyler is, like, dying because his backpack, like, something with the straps or something was messed up and it's, like, hanging way down your back. It's not really built to carry heavy loads. And I decided, I mean, I had my normal load, and then I decided, well, because you had had, uh, tied your stand onto your backpack, like, that morning or whatever, mm-hmm. and we talked about it recently somewhere, and <clears throat> and so I decided, well, I'll try to do that. So I bungeed mine on to my backpack, and it's doesn't – like, it's got a waist belt, but it's not really uh, that great. And yeah. it was not fitting good because it was – the stand was pushing the <clears throat> my camera into the small of my back, mm-hmm. and then it was uh, causing my whole pack to sit weird on my body. And your pack's body. a frameless pack, It's too. frameless pack. And yeah. so, yeah, anyway, it was it was crushing my shoulders pretty good. Yeah. And we had already been like a mile, you know, or whatever. Yeah, and we're mile both kind two. of pretty sweated up because, I mean, it, it's funny how your body adjusts. Like, it was probably like, what, 51, 52? I think, it was, I think it was upper 50s, Okay, I believe. But still, well, it like, was supposed to be that day, at least. That's like not hot yeah but like for this time of year it is and we had on a little bit more clothes than what you'd wear you know like in early season or whatever but i had a t-shirt like, on yeah but like we're still kind of sweating it up mm-hmm. you know because we're just not used to it being that hot especially since the days before we're like really cold mm-hmm. and uh so you're going to take your pack off while i look at the map you lay your pack down and i'm over here i step over to the shade to look at my map, uh, one, because it's cooler, and two, because you can actually see your phone in the daylight when you're shaking. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to see outside. Anyways, um, I start looking at the map. I'm like, dude, I think we should stay here. And you're like, really? You know, you, you try to, like, not talk me out of it, but, like, dude, don't change your plan, you know, just because it's easier Stick or something like that. Plan. Yeah, but <clears> at the same time, I, and that's when I told you, is like, hey, the plan has always been, like, go in until we see what we think is the best option and, and stay. And we decided that there wasn't much sign of human pressure there, and there's a chance to encounter human pressure when we go further. Right. And and also, I'm sitting there looking at a ton of tracks and ag. A place you know they're going to be some deer. Yeah. Like, we're going to, like, we knew when we hung, we're like, we're going to see deer tonight. Mm -hmm. Whether we get a shot or they're going to be close, that's a different matter. Right. Because we could see a long ways from where that spot was. Yeah. Well, so you pick up your pack, come over to me. And, like, then we started a deliberation process of where, what tree we're going to hang in. Mm-hmm. And that took us a little while, and it didn't really hurt us, but it's just, like, sometimes we get a little over-concerned with getting it perfect, you know. But, uh, yeah, we but got, I, f- I mean, as thick as it is where we hunt sometimes, I feel like it yeah. is very important 
the, what tree you hang yeah. out of, you know? And at that point, like, we didn't, we thought that we were going to hunt deer that came from a certain direction and zero deer came from that direction. Yeah. So we were set, trying to find a tree. From that public, that, essentially. Yeah, from public to <clears throat> yeah. private. And deer do that sometimes, but just not that day, apparently. Mm. Instead, they, like, walk out directly downwind from us and just be merry. I don't understand how that was working, <laughs> but we literally at one point had like, what, 20 deer directly down went from us at uh, a decent yeah. distance, like 100 to 200 yards somewhere yeah. in there. And they There's just, no telling. No problems. We couldn't see uh, certain parts, certain areas where there was probably even more deer, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, uh, so, um, these deer start filtering out really early. Like we got hung and saw deer. Yeah, it was quick. like what three thirty when we finally kind of sat down. Mm. We saw deer, and then a doe came out, and then like then they started filtering out. It was like, yeah. oh my gosh, dude, this is like what you see on TV: deer going to food. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, we yeah, never get this. But uh, so these two little dinkers are right out here in front of us playing around. One's like really blonde, and one's dark, and they're yeah. both spike bucks. One's a unicorn buck, and one <laughs> is like a short spike. And they're playing around fighting, like kind of bumping does, but not really knowing what they're doing, you know. And uh, they fight for, what? I mean, off and on for like an hour or two. Yeah. And then like something spooks all the deer out of the pasture. We don't really know what. Um, but they all run off. And then they kind of filter back out. And earlier I had grunted at these two little bucks to yeah. try to like, I mean, it's our last hunt. We're going to see, like maybe they're like, you know, rut raging or something and we'll come see what's going on. Yeah. Right? And... uh they didn't do anything earlier. Well, they come back out, and they're fighting a little bit. And all of a sudden, like, they just kind of meander our direction. And I'm telling, like, Casey, like, says something, and I'm like, dude, don't stop. Don't, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't get excited don't, yet. Don't say it. I say, and then I told Tyler, <laughs> I was like, listen, if they cross the fence in the public, I'm grabbing my bow. Mm-hmm. What and do they do? very quickly after that. They cross the fence. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shoot. I get to grab my bow. And, and it's, like, like pretty it's, much coming down the trail. Yeah. There's no other way they're going to go. No. And it's also, like, getting crunch time. Like, it's, like, seven or eight minutes left in shooting line. Yeah. And I get my bow. I even, like, hook onto my D-loop because I'm like, okay, if these things come, I mean, they're literally at, like, 45 yards. And if they get to 30 and I got a shot, I'm taking the shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but they walk across – they take like four steps on public and then they hint they hit our scent trail and the deer in the front locks it up he never like spooks he never like gets weird he just sits there like and you can see his muscles in his body kind of like tense and like leaning like yeah. i don't want to go any you further see him, like their like legs look further out in front of them than what they should be mm-hmm. you know that like they're thinking about like this is weird yeah and then he takes like a hard left yeah I'm like what are you doing and then the other buck comes in and takes a hard right, and they just kind of meander there for five or six minutes, and then smelling turn, everything, turn back around and go. They smelled right where I put the backpack right down, right where you put the backpack down, and that's not like your fault. Yeah, we, we didn't know we were going to hunt there. Yeah, um, and I mean, I would, I would try not to do that. And we, we also decided that like if we'd have walked through there and never set the backpack down, probably would have been a different story. Yeah. But so. because dude, you start sweating on your back, long, man, you know. All season long, we have not had any problems with ground scent. No. And that day should have been no different because 
I mean, what? What we didn't do anything different except set the backpack down. Yeah, and That's it, it. And I sweated on the way in a little yeah. bit. And you, I mean, throughout the year walking in in Texas, mm-hmm. you're gonna sweat on your back with a backpack on that's big and heavy, and that backpack just probably stinks. Probably. You know? I mean, probably so. And it sat there for a while. I mean, yeah. as opposed that's, to that's me like passing it, through. That's really all quick. it can be, man. Because I mean, we've had deer all over our ground scent, or where our ground should, should have, ground scent should have been. Uh, this season and it's never been a problem so yeah. i think that's what it had to be but like i said it's no fault of yours i mean we both took our backpacks off in that general area it's just you happen to set yours down right where those deer walk through the trail yeah and it was just bit us in the butt dude it did we were we had it i mean it was crunch time and it but we had the footage we had the light you know and we were gonna oh, yeah we we're gonna get a last minute kill it was gonna be a 11th hour deal you oh, know yeah uh but we didn't quite get it done um, and I mean, but you've still got opportunities. So as far as like what's coming, coming up next, as far here, as deer goes. So I've got a, a good friend, one of my best friends from college. Uh, he, like, we kind of have this tradition of going down to his family's ranch in the hill country and hunting and, and tagging out on some does and doing a meat hunt and just getting together with the guys. You know, it's always fun. And I really like doe hunts. Because, like, you take all the pressure off of, like, shooting a big deer, and you mm-hmm. just get to go and hunt. And there's strategy to it, but it, it often pays off, you know. And it's just – it's it's fun to shoot stuff, mm-hmm. you know. It really is. And it, it's – it's it's I love it when, like, you can throw eight deer out on a, you know, a couple tables and go to quartering them up. And, like, that whole process of, like, taking that many animals and converting them into food is really cool to me. And then just, like, the – the like fraternity aspect there oh, you know sure. just to like even just even just when you're quartering them up and you oh, know, yeah. getting them like you just that's just i mean you got a coke in your hand and you're just having a good time with your buddies you know yeah. or whatever and the, the the a couple cool things about this especially this year so like all of us not all of us but there's there's quite a few different levels of hunter i'm not going to say like like good bad decent but mm-hmm. like very serious, uh, somewhat serious, but really enjoy it, and then not so serious, but also really enjoy it, you mm-hmm. know. And whenever you go on a doe hunt, you're all on the same plane. Doesn't matter how serious you are, you're all there for the same goal, right? And you're all going to have fun doing it, mm-hmm. you know. And it it makes it to where like all of us who like all have kind of different viewpoints of hunting uh, can go down and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Another thing which you'll be interested in, I haven't told you about this, I don't think. Um, is I ordered some uh, fetus scales from QDMA. Really? Got to Jake's house today. We're going to do take fetus measurements off of all these does and see if we can come up with some rut dates for the ranch. Dude. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. So, uh, because, and I came up with this idea, like, okay, so I learned about the fetus scale measurement, like, this past year. But cl- cleaning does down there, I've noticed that they all, most all have, fetuses in them I'm like hmm, that's weird and then you know we've been talking to a couple cutie may guys lately and uh i think i saw that article pop up on facebook or something i was like hmm let's do that and so now like i just want to see if like what we think of as peak rut dates for that area of texas is true and i also want to see because we're we age every deer that's taken off that ranch um and weigh them all i want to see if there's any like correlation in age and health of a doe onto when she gets bred. Because there is this, like, theory 
that the older, healthier does will cycle into estrus just a touch earlier than the younger does. Hmm. Uh, and uh, I want to see if that's true and just, you know, just, I don't know, kind of fun yeah, in dude. general. I love stuff, doing man. science experiments. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. That's cool, dude. I, that's that's going to be neat, man. It's going to be a fun time. I, uh, I'm pretty much done deer hunting for the year. Yeah. I mean, Which, well, for... Not for 2018, I guess, but that's yeah, true uh, for, the, for the season. This tag, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but for me, you know, next is going to be <clears throat> we're going to do some pig hunting. What are you doing tomorrow? Oh, I, yeah, I am going. Uh, I'm going on a goose hunt. Yeah, um, we're going to actually go to Oklahoma now. Really? Yeah. Uh, apparently, the guide said the geese have picked up and moved overnight and he does not have a single bird on any field that he has oh my and apparently an honest guy you know he said That's we can, you can go we can go to oklahoma or you can come back next year on the same deposit yeah cool deal so we're gonna go to oklahoma and he's gonna throw in an afternoon mallard hunt on a dude, place that they smoke like, oh. yeah i know dude i'm stoked um so hey, so on a mallard hunt, can you shoot other ducks besides mallards? Uh, I mean, I hope so. <laughs> okay. That's just what he called it. <laughs> I've never it, been you know? on a mallard hunt. <laughs> I haven't either. You know, I mean, I guess if you're in flooded timber, most of the time it's pretty much a mallard hunt. But yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, he's he's uh, he just called it a mallard hunt. But I'm gonna That's shoot. Cool. I'm gonna shoot as long as it's not a duck that doesn't taste good. I'm probably gonna shoot it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we're going. Be me and my dad, my brother-in-law. Uh, my longtime friend Chris, um, and then a couple of friends of my dad's. I think my cousin and my uncle are going. I believe. Did you bring that shirt? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then a uh, uh, couple of guys that my dad knows. My guy, my dad built built a house for, and then his son, who's about my age, our age, and um, so it'll be fun, man. Big group, you know, and we'll get out there. It's and, fun, dude. We're both getting like a little camaraderie, honey. Yeah. At the end of the season. Yeah. It's good, yeah. and that was my dad's Christmas present to us, you know, and yeah. stuff. So, I was I'm excited, man. Um, gonna go do that, and then come back. When we come back, we're gonna start focusing on pigs a little bit. Uh, we have to go uh, pull some cameras off some uh, out of state stuff. Yeah, that'll um, be fun, man. Yeah, I'm excited about that. We are very excited. We're gonna do probably a touch of scouting. It's gonna be a quick trip, but we'll do a touch of scouting here and there along the way mm-hmm. in different states and. Um, try to just uh, broaden our horizons and opportunities. Yeah. And I think that we discussed this too. Like this year, yeah, we're going to spend some time postseason scouting for sure. But like, we want to get some cameras out postseason and let them set for a while. Yeah. And try to just like take some inventory. <clears throat> and like, one thing I have learned from this year is that, man, Think about how many bucks we thought were target bucks over there in some of these places that we didn't see during the season. Right. Yeah, I don't know if it's worth that much, but, like, it's cool to see pictures of deer and to know that, like, they're at least in the area. Because Leader, he's been a deer that's, like, been in that area for a couple years, right? Mm-hmm. So it's worth something, but it's just, like, there's some of these deer, like, they can't go that far. Right. You know, and if we can figure out where they're at, it's going to be work. It's going to be cool. Yeah. I mean, the diff- dude, man, sometimes the difference – and your camera being here and 40 yards over there can be a big difference in how many deer you see. Well, that's why camera. it's important to leave that thing out there for a while, I think. Yeah. You know? And, and, and I mean, that kind of, you know, sometimes I'm like, I'm like, man, should we check it? Because if it's not on the right trail, but if we put it on some habitual stuff, yeah, that's one thing, I guess, that we could kind of help to solve that. Um, and then, you know, there will be times I live a lot closer probably to some of the stuff than you do. And, you know, we can – 
but there's sometimes that we can probably have where I go out there or whatever, you know, but, um, I think that, uh, having them out there for a while and not getting just, you know, just not checking them every week, uh, it's going to just be a little less strenuous for yeah. us overall. And, uh, so that's that's kind of the the plan for the next couple months. We're going to try to do a shed hunt maybe and it may be pretty local, but uh <clears throat> I don't know. I'm really am expecting to draw an Iowa tag this next year and if I do, I would like to get another session in up there. Um uh, scouting around and stuff. Um fishing is coming up. I'm pretty pumped. To yeah. The truth of the matter. So, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but for my birthday, I got a new fly tying vice. Oh, yeah. 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 So, I'm going to be hammering the vice here. This is tying season for us, like right before, you know, fishing kicks off. Mm-hmm. All these northern dudes get tying season like December on, but we're yeah. still hunting down here. So, right. uh, yeah, got a lot of tying to do. We're going to be trying to hit the... The striper's pretty hard this spring, I think. Try to get you a striper. Dude, I'm glad you're saying that. Yeah. Because I didn't know if you really wanted to go back. I love it. Good. Like, And especially now that I've got one, it's kind of like, all right, dude, I'm going to film you. You're going to catch a striper. I like, hope so. I hope you can will me to that. I will. It's a lot of casting, a big old heavy fly out there. To you got catch it. Them. I guess if you're in there on the right day, it might not be so bad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm. I, that's, you know, speaking of fishing and things we're going to do, you know, I have a have a few goals i'm not really like a a guy who has a new year's resolution i don't ever really do that but mm-hmm. uh you know i have a, a few things that i just thought man there's a couple things i i guess i would i would want to do and i don't i'm not really i was talking talking to you earlier i'm not like super goal driven right now um maybe it's just because everything just ended or whatever but uh you know my just like thinking forward maybe you know i'd like to I'd like to us to go up and have a couple or, you know, whatever it takes, I guess, but a good hunt or good hunting in Iowa if we get to go. And uh, just, you know, you can't really control that necessarily, but I want to hope we can go up there and work hard. And, you know, if we get tired, take a day or not a day, but, you know, take a morning or whatever and get back after them and, and hopefully get a good buck there. Um, one thing, but on the fishing side of things, um, you know, I I really would like to knock another like native trout species off somewhere, and the thing is, like we're starting to run out of native trout species close to home. It starts yes. to get pretty far away from home. Yeah, and you've already got the Rio, which I'm I like keep skipping over that one to go, but you need the Colorado. Yeah, but I've already got that one. Uh, yeah. What I really yeah. want is like I want one of those like Yellowstone or like the Northern Rocky kind of. Yeah, cutthroat species. It's a long way to those. It is places. a long ways for sure. So I don't know. I'm going to be thinking about we that. Need to evaluate that. Well, yeah. okay, you say that, but there's one like the closest one to us we haven't went and hit yet. The Gila monster. Yeah. Well, that's because there's. I think in New Mexico you can't. There's no open fishing there. You have to go to Arizona, basically. To catch Am I right? Trout? Or I maybe know. it's opposite. Like one of the two states. Has like uh like nothing open hardly to catch them, and the other one is where you ca- is where you can try to check. Oh, I guess them off. I knew that. We need to figure that yeah. out. I want I do want to do the Gila for sure. Yeah, yeah. That was actually when I found the Apache, I was looking up Gila stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's one we need to do for sure. Um, I think you know, like I don't know, I 
I hadn't killed two bucks in a season in a while, I don't think. It'd be kind of cool to do. Mm. Um, didn't get to do it this year. I thought I thought for sure with all the work we put in out here, I'd get a chance, you know, in Texas. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if I draw a tag in Iowa, we're going to have a lot of opportunities next year, I think, um, with all the – Probably more opportunities than days. Of, yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think we, we tend to do that to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll uh, – you know, hopefully, hopefully get something like that done. Uh, you know, I, I want to, this is kind of not really a hunting thing, but I do, I would like to record some new music. Like that's something that's yeah. been like weighing on me for the last couple of years now. I've, I just wrote a new song recently and uh, really want to try to get some, get a few things recorded. Like, and it's just, I love putting it all together and, and hearing the final product, especially when, you know, you're doing it with three other guys that are good buddies of yours, you know, and, and, uh, it's like a band atmosphere mm-hmm. kind of deal. So, yep. and then lastly, man, I was thinking these are just, you know, like, like top, like quick thoughts that I've had. I mean, I'm sure these things will develop as we go on, but, um, I am hoping to sell this house soon. And so, you know, if the contract doesn't fall through that we have right now, uh, I'll hopefully be moving back to Emory this year, getting a little bit closer to my wife's work and also to our church and, that is something that I really want to do is just get, be able to be a little bit more involved in church. We just live so far from it right now. It's hard to be over there all the time, you know, but that's, uh, that's kind of another thing that I would like to like to try to get done this year. Do you have anything you've Uh, been kind of, kind of weighing on you? It's kind of tough this time of year, you know, I'm like you, I don't, I don't ever do new year's resolutions. Like Mm. I think it's just not kind of not about who I am, you know, like, I like to be myself always and not have to like reevaluate myself Feel the same once way. a year. I like to re- I like to be evaluating myself constantly. Yeah, yeah. But uh hey, if you've got a new year new year's resolution and you like are working hard to it, I'm proud of you, don't get me wrong. Right. But uh so like one goal I would like to have for this next year is like I've never even hunted whitetail out of state. Mm-hmm. And but I, I'm not going to just hit that. I'm going to say my goal is to kill a deer out of state. Mhm. And I, that can be any state, but I, you know, there's a couple on the radar. So yeah, for sure. I would love to do that, man. And, and I'm, uh, and you know, it's all going to depend on where you're at and and what kind of deer are around. But I, I, I wouldn't be super picky in some of these places. You know, yeah. I just would. We like, were looking at Nevada, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those 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 deer. Yeah. Uh, I, any, you know, just anywhere that's. It's fun and new. I like hunting places that are different than what I'm used to hunting. Mm. I love it. You know, you probably could tell me in Kansas, my eyes were just like (laughs) popping out of my head. I just like that stuff, man. It's so cool. And then, I don't know, I guess for fishing, I'm kind of like you. I like to catch natives. Mm -hmm. And uh, my... I do want to do the Lano trip. Well, dude, we're going to make that happen. That is not that hard. Yeah. Also, oh, something else. I want to kill a turkey this year. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be a goal of mine. I want to kill a stinking turkey because they are making me mad. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like, it's not as easy as some people think it is that are probably listening to this know, thing. You know, if you live in a place where there's turkeys, it's probably pretty yeah, easy. We don't. And we don't. and then on top of that, if you want to go somewhere close to kill them, you know, in Texas, man, they're like going for like thousand bucks for a hunt. You know, like people, people are crazy. They know what they can charge for them, and yeah, it's t- it's tough to find like cheap turkeys, man. Yeah, but I think that's going to be probably my two hunting goals for this year is to is to have those, and then uh, 
you know, if you want to talk about more like life goals and stuff, well, of course, this fishing thing, I'd like to catch a chain pickerel. I think we need to make that happen. Oh, we can do it. Uh, I've done it, and yeah. it's not far from here, and it's fun, dude, Let's on a four-weight, three-weight. And then uh, for me, just like, you know, uh, we've talked, and a lot of people know that like, I'm a, the youth uh, leader at my church. I just, like, uh, hope for continued growth in that because, like, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty dang rewarding, man. It's, like, something that I know that God's, like, put me here to do is mm-hmm. to work with kids. I love it. I hope they don't it's think good. that, like, I'm going to turn into a bald, creepy man and can't do it anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> for now, they like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's fun, man. Oh, so, that's cool, man. I'm ready for you to get back to Emory, too, man. Yeah, I know. Just kind of get a little bit closer to everything we do. And, yeah. And uh, not be so far apart. Um, you know, I last couple things I would mention here um, is this is going to be a cool thing that we're going to do, I think, rec- or in – what's the date? Uh February 17th, I believe, we are doing a live podcast, um, and it's a co-podcast. It's with uh, a couple of our buddies that we've met through the Texas Backcountry Hunters and Anglers chapter, Um, but they run a podcast called Stormwater Creek, and we're going to do a live like co-podcast with with them, and I think we're going to have a moderator. and we're going to basically just do like a season wrap up. So it, there may be several things that you that you hear that are similar to what we talked about tonight. But I think we've got uh, a lot of other content. I mean, I mean, we set a lot of times this year. Mm-hmm. So we're probably going to be talking all over the place and uh, have several questions presented to us that uh, pose, you know, different answers. Yeah. Um, and that's a live podcast that you can attend. Yes. The live recording of that's and right you can submit questions to if exactly you have questions so come out hang out where are we going to be we're going to be at the legal draft in arlington that's the legal draft in arlington um on the 17th of february okay which i believe is a saturday and uh um, saturday evening kind of thing yeah yeah take uh, your so lady out get her something good to eat yeah we'll be posting a few little promotional things like uh posters or whatever on social media so be looking for that and uh um We'll have a time and everything, you know, and uh, it's. I think uh, several of our uh, Texas backcountry hunter and anglers guys are going to be there, mm-hmm. uh, supporting and asking questions, and just it's going to be a good time, man. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's a live podcast, but mainly it's just a reason to get together and talk, you know, and so and that you know you can come, you can come be a part of it. And I think we're going to have some mics uh, that we can pass around in, in in the audience if you know whoever shows up, and uh, if that we can get a few questions from from the audience there. And then uh, another cool thing about it is that uh, we're going to be bringing our, our Element Tees. So if you've mm-hmm. seen that, they will be there. Um, so we'll be selling those twenty bucks a piece, which is a steal for the kind of shirt it is because they're really soft uh, shirts. What are they? The uh, they are next level. Next level. Yeah. 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 Those they are really are nice. The, the tri-blend, like, cotton poly, yeah. like, legitness. And they kind of fit, like, they kind of fit a little athletically, just yeah. so you know. So uh, Hit the gym. Yeah, either hit the gym or go a size up, you yeah. know. So, so <laughs> is there anything else, man? Uh, I mean, oh. we're about to start a new season of Public Land Chronicles. That's right. So, That's right. Yeah, check out our YouTube page, subscribe. 
and uh, keep following up with that. I'm sure this year we're going to get better and better at like actually talking on camera. So <laughs> <laughs> it should be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tyler does, does a good job putting those things together. Sometimes I uh, provide him with less than stellar film content <laughs> from my hanging hunts and he can uh, actually make it look like something. Well, some of them I didn't. The old public land ghosts. You know why they call them that, right? Um, I'm not sure. they just look like gray shadows running through the woods. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's what they, that's what they look like when we yeah. video um yeah. but they uh yeah so it, the you know the way things work on youtube is you get to create playlists and uh the one that we did this year was 2017 public land chronicles playlist next year or this year will be 2018 mm-hmm. so all you got to do is just look for that uh, and it won't have anything on it until we go hang cameras uh for postseason scouting we've pulled a lot of our cameras we're going to re-battery up and get the cameras out in the woods, do a little video, tell you why we're doing what, and put it up on 2018 playlist. So, uh, but we do have one more video that's going to release in the 17 playlist, and it's the one from that last hunt. It has the two toads yes. and the two dinks. It has two toads and two dinks. That's what I should have called it, Dad. <laughs> two toads, two dinks, two dinks. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be on there. Um, and I can't really think of anything else. Is there any final thoughts you have? Uh, no. Just subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review. Tell oh, us you yeah. love us. A review would be great, man. Five-star yeah. reviews help us tremendously. Uh, you know, I don't know how else to make you do that. Nah, just to just do it because we're cool. That's it. Because, yeah. I, I mean, I've, we've already given you all shirts. What else have we done for them? We gave uh, them game cameraman, game cameraman, sick of hats, sick of hats y'all got everything. everything. <laughs> I don't even have a sick of hat or a subalpine one at least. Oh, so man. yeah, y'all are getting some cool stuff, but uh, we probably won't give y'all anything for a while. So you can just go ahead and review. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, God bless you guys for listening. Thanks for listening, uh, and you know we'll be seeing you soon. I hope your season ended well. But uh, remember, this is your element. Living it. You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit markethouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY.